Hey guys, welcome to this episode of The Trainer Feed. My name is Jacques Delagere. My hosts with me today are Angel Sanchez. Yo. And David Bravo. Hello. How are we feeling, Les Glorious? Day? Friday? Good. Great. Jacques likes to ride a scooter on the wrong side of the road. And was from this guy over. I'm like, I see him. I, I always say if I'm around 76th Street, if I see David, I, I feel like me and Angel said this, like whenever we're around there, we always see David. I see this guy and I'm like, I like starts crouching on my skull going, yeah. Turns around, he's like, yo, you're on the wrong side of the road. I knew he, come <laughs> I knew he was gonna come after me if someone saw me. But um, you guys are good. It's cold, but you guys are good wrapping up. Yeah, getting getting those bundles in. For real. It's like five minutes to get in and out of a session, I feel like, when you have to get ready for that. But that's true. All right. Speaking of the weather, something I wanted to touch on today was well, familiarizing ourselves with why or what some of the benefits are with walking out outside. I know, Angel, you told us last year you'd even trained some clients in the park uh, in the snow, which is whenever I tell people about that, they're like, oh, damn, this Me guy too. wasn't. I, I said, in the snow. yeah, we had images here. of what it would look like, but we're still outside. Ladies and gentlemen, still outside. if you want a trainer and you're in the park, hit me up. That's actually where a lot of business is coming from, right? You've been able to just meet people. Yeah, honestly, like people come up to you and they just start saying stuff like, hey, you know, uh, people have said a lot of things. I appreciate that you work with older folks. Um, some people say, I like how you bring, you know, the weights to the park. And then other people say, I like your style, whatever. And you know, just mingle and do what you got to do. What else they say? Uh, at one point, this is a compliment. I can say this, this is fine. Um, somebody said that uh, my, that their kid, that I look like their kid's father. And I was like, and All I right. said, oh, it must be like the mask or something like that. And she was like, that no, child support. She said, no, it's more like the physique and the muscles. And I was like, <laughs> You sure that you sure they weren't like you look like my future baby's daddy? No, she was a bit older than I. Oh no, nah. a bit. You want to be my new papi? Yo, I don't know sick. about that. But anyway, working out outdoors is great. Yeah, so they, you know, you'll find. <laughs> also, for anyone who's listening, you guys should check out the YouTube because Angel. He just talked about someone looking like someone's father. He's got a fresh cut right now. He looking fresh oh, to death. Oh, you saw me this morning, right? I saw you in the club. I was like, oh, but even the fish hair is like, oh, he's I left, ready. I left my iPad in the club, believe it or not. Stupid. That's why you went to came back? Yeah, I left it. I forgot it. And I looked at the find my thing. And I was like, please don't let it be in the street. Please don't let it be in the street. <laughs> and I saw it was in the club. So luckily I went back and it was right where I left it. So got thank it. God. Don't ever have. I did that with find my AirPods one day and it was. It was in my apartment, but it kept saying I was a block away. So I'm like, damn, this bastard's got it. It's like a street away. And I was like calling Apple. I was like, can I call the police on them? They're like, oh, I mean, you could file a report, but you can't. And I'm going through all this. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I can't find it, whatever. I go to Apple the same day or the day after. And I'm like, I can't go without my headphones for one day because I walk out, calls, podcasts, whatever. Uh, I do my laundry like two days later. And I'm emptying my pockets after the wash. And I'm like, oh, no. And it was the case and they survived. They were yeah. fine. They survived the wash. So if you guys ever happen to do that, you shouldn't worry. You should just 
see it out, see how it goes. And I don't think anybody's going to do that, Jacques. Well, probably not. not that, but it's good to know that the Find My app definitely isn't like pinpoint accurate, especially in the city. So for me, it said it was a block away as well. But mm. I knew it just wasn't there because I wasn't, I physically you know, did not there. go there. So I was like, it can't just Yo, be I on lost Broadway. My phone and once, and I looked at, at the find my iPhone thing. One day it said it was like that day, it said it was on like 59th Street and like 7th Avenue. I'm like, I never went there. Damn. And then the next day it said it was like 137th. I'm like, that's like three blocks down. Where the hell could it be? It was so fucking weird. It, I don't know if someone told me that it has to do with. The last time you signed in using it, that's what your location was. Last time you had internet connection. Yeah, imagine you're on the train, supposedly. But what was crazy was, I don't know if you guys tried this, but once you were in that location, if you did the find my iPhone and you you do this, this, the the, the alarm system where you hear it, if you're like, oh, and now I'm ringing it, like it's it's making noise in that corner room. I know it's in that corner of the room. Alex says that with a phone, it's hilarious. She'll be like on the same bed. She's with my phone. She rings it and it's like on the bed next to her. That's kind of funny. But with the my my AirPods, they won't make any noise. It's like, no, no, not connected. So the, to me, it couldn't have been in my apartment. That was the other reason why I was like, well, where is it? But but anyway, without rattling on. So, you know, speaking about training in the cold, we're still doing it. It has gone colder here in New York City, at least. Um, if you guys are familiar, I, I can bring it, obviously research or reasons why training in the cold is beneficial, but do you guys have any off the, off the top of your head that you want to kind of uh, break off and discuss, or should I just go to the ones that I I know of, or I spoke about, that I will speak about that you may know about? Um, I've always been told that if you work out in the cold, it'll make you work harder just because your body needs to work harder to stay warm. I'm I don't closer know if to the mic. or not. I'm closer to the mic. I can't hear you. Though. I always thought. All right, all right, all right. Don't yell, but just get closer. There we go. I always thought that whenever you work out in the cold, and this was told to me, I forgot by who, maybe like some Instagram bodybuilder, that if you work out in the cold, it makes you work harder because your body needs to keep your keep itself warmer. That yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's a myth or a, a child's tale. So based based on what I was brushing up on yesterday, they were talking about on oh shit. They were talking on this study about how, yes, in essence, you are having to work harder in in the sense that your blood is having to rush to your muscles and your skin to so you rush to your muscles, but to your skin as well to help with cooling, keeping you warm. Um I'm butchering this. Um, your blood vessels narrow, right? So you're not only your heart, but your lungs have to work harder. Vasoconstriction. Right. So that's that's one aspect of what you're what you're discussing. And you know, the other reason being is you increase your volume of brown adipose tissue, which is the kind of fat, you know, people don't want to confuse, oh, I don't want to be storing fat. Well, it's not the kind of fat that's storing calories. It's the kind of fat that's going to burn the calories. So that's the other thing that people may get confused with. Like when they hear the word fat being, oh, I'm storing it. Like it's not, not to be confused with that. All right. <laughs> so I think, I think that is great as well for, you know, just building that grit, you know, building that mental toughness. A lot of times when people start exercise programs, they get really bogged down by how, 
uncomfortable it makes them feel and then they just don't want to do it again because it's like why am i going to do it i just feel uncomfortable i start sweating you know my feet get sweaty or something like that and i don't know just people just don't feel comfortable with it but part of the mental aspect of working out is breaking through those boundaries and going through the uncomfortability to get to the next you know, get to the next level. So I think it's really good for just feeling uncomfortable, working through that uncomfortability, and then just getting to a point where you just feel good. Also, a lot of people, at least in my, in my circle of clients that I train, a lot of people do worse in the heat. Like they just don't like exercising in the heat as much. I don't really get that because I love working out in the heat, but uh, they do better with working out in the cold. So as long as you do a proper warm up, you know, you take them through everything, maybe movement prep should be a little bit more of a focus and you just make sure that, you know, their hands are moving good. You know what I mean? Like they're not too frigid. Um, they got good headwear and then you just rock and roll from there. But I think it's really good to break through that mental toughness and really try to uh, sharpen that knife, if you will. It always hey. reminds me of when I used to play lacrosse in high school, we would play in the in the cold sometimes we'll practice and it was great felt awesome after practice the beginning is a little stiff but going back to both your points if you're so uh, what i came across is that majority of these studies are saying it can harness or further improve your focus on do movement prep before working out because you are at greater risk for injury being in the cold you need to make sure you do fine tune your warm-up or your movement prep or your mobility whatever it may be you know so with that and then as you said david with like feeling great after so the other reason it can be a, a real beneficial factor to walk out in the cold is the cold is usually to the time of the year where we have less sunlight so you know to help Con, uh, to help combat sad which is the um the kind of depression that we get as adults if we're restricting our amount of daylight exposure vitamin d and by exercising you're again you're promoting more time of you being outside being exposed to the light so you're going to be most likely boosting your mood and you know this study spoke about the cold weather stimulating the para parasympathetic system so if we, we reference to the <laughs> sympathetic being the fight or flight, this one, the parasympathetic being, you know, the relaxer and new system. So it, it helps promote that as well. So, you know, those endorphins that are released, that's due to why you're going to be feeling better. Um, there was one study, I don't know if you guys want to chip in on that, but there's also one study after that I kind of want to make a note about performance as you guys feeling better said, but if you guys want to chip in on that. I will say maybe you need a, increase the warm-up before i think i mean i don't i don't suggest going out in the frigid cold and then doing sprints you know like just right off the back maybe you know doing an extra couple of warm-up sets will be good you don't want your muscle you don't want anything to pop i said that man you copying off of me you copied my homework i just said that like 10 minutes ago am Sorry. i wrong <laughs> So good. Well, it, it, well, it, well, I don't think you said sprinting. You're right. I did not say sprinting. I said I said sprinting. More time I'm going to say the same up. for catball swings. You're picking back, circling back of a key point that you don't want any, you really don't want anything happening to you. And I think that's just, you know, the amount of times that someone might use that as a, 
as a barrier to working outside if it's that fear of injury i mean there's no there's nothing stopping you from warming up inside then going outside you know like angel we know you were doing your fever after that 13 mile run like there's nothing stopping you from i'm sure like would you warm up inside would you warm up once you were outside like what was your strategy for that that was back in may but if you were practicing for it in the winter what did that look like for you yeah so uh probably something that's more applicable to that is when i did more of those tough mutters and those mud runs because it would be in october november december things like that and it would start to get pretty cold so i would do a bit of both definitely warm up if i have like foam rollers stuff like that and i have the time to do it just foam rolling doing that soft tissue work in the beginning before i head out and then once i'm out there doing some hip swings um, or leg swings, doing some knee ups or, you know, some high knees and some, um, what's called like knee hugs, things like that, that would really help me out. So more, I guess the things that are like a general warm up in the home, in the gym, wherever, and then a more specific warm up outdoors after you're already out there and exposed to the elements. And then from there, do the work. And then afterwards kind of like cool down and stretch. I think that that was really key for me because just doing it all in one shot in the warmth, I guess it's, it, it should be fine either way. As long as you're doing the work, it should be fine in theory, but sometimes it's a little bit better to just go out there and then be able to do like, you know, the ankle circles, the leg swings and all that other stuff. Because the other thing is if you're, especially when you're running and you're going to perform like you know, you're going to go to an event and do whatever they have you in a corral for a while. And in the corral, you can really lose your body temperature just by just standing there and not doing anything. So you have to constantly just think about warming up and moving your body once you're out there, because, you know, in October, November, February, January, those months can get really cold. And if you're standing in a corral in like 30 minutes before you actually start your run, it can really beat you up. So I learned to do a lot of that stuff, the more specific stuff outdoors. No, I think that's very good. You touched on that. Cause I think if anyone listening is thinking about that and there's no reason why someone can't take up running, they just have to take that into consideration and whether it's a bit more of the other or a bit, a bit of a mixture, I think kind of summarizing what you said, if you find, if the person finds what works best for them, no right or wrong, just what what's most practical. I do want to, uh segue into this study that spoke about it was done at the university of oregon with uh 20 cyclists in 2010 and you had it was 10 days of training and you had the same protocol of work which was 45 minutes on 10 minutes off 45 minutes on the difference being 10 cyclists were working out were doing the work in 104 degree weather and the other 10 were doing it in 55 degree weather now what they found was after the 10 day period that the cyclists are done in the colder temperatures when testing after they would ride 6% faster in the cooler temperatures, but they'd also produce 5% more aerobic power. So VO2 max and about 9.1% more cardiac output. And this is all after 10 days of training. So that's just what this study showed that I'm sure you have studies that kind of contradict or argue otherwise, but this is just a study to show that there, the other benefits not only are, Will you be going fast in the cooler temperatures because your body can your body is better at regulating your body temperature in the cool temperatures, but improving your your overall output as well. So I thought that was a key. I thing imagine to... they just try to pedal faster just to get out of the cold. 
Cub, I, I, I could go back and find possibly that be an argument, but I'm just, I I'm thought just, I'm just saying, are they trained? Is. Were they trained or untrained? I'm assuming they were trained because oh, trained were, cyclists, like yeah. like professional cyclists, yeah. Yeah, I I figured as much because you wouldn't take an untrained person and expose them to the elements and then have them start you a go. training go. program. It's, risks are too high. Um, maybe we can go over some of the risks associated with uh, running in cold temperatures as well. So I just know because my body gets super cold really quick. I guess I have a good vasoconstriction and vasodilation to the point where my body's like 40 degree temperatures, cut off the toes. 30 degree temperatures, cut off the fingers because my hands get so cold. Um, but that's one thing to be mindful of when you're out there, just uh, making sure that the appendages are covered up, wrapped up, and appendages appinges the phalanges for uh my woke people out there um phalanges the phalanges um just make sure to continue to use those muscles right so even if you have your hands in your pockets just making a fist extending making a fist extending same thing with the toes flexing extending things like that can help you go a long way um making sure that also your shoes and your footwear if you're out there training if they're going to be breathable, then that's something where you're going to be working out. Coaches out there, if you're going to be standing out there and not working out, then make sure to have something that's not so breathable so that way you can protect protect yourself. And then obviously, gaiters help, scarves help, protect your neck, things like that. And hats help. So, Because I think, I forget what it is, you lose like 20% of your body heat through your ears, something yeah. like that your head yeah what about your feet feet can be quite a lot too i think right they can what i'm sorry is it is it is it significant amount through your feet also i don't know about that because i'm assuming so because there's uh what is it conduction convection um something else like you can lose heat and absorb heat through a couple of different ways so i don't know if you guys are familiar with that that's a little bit of physics but Mm. conduction is where and if i'm wrong then some one viewer is going to tell me i'm wrong but conduction is where you lose or you gain the heat or it's a transfer of heat when you touch something so that is the quickest way to actually lose heat or you know gain heat transfer heat i will say that um so making sure that that is covered because if you're saying that the you can lose a lot of heat through your feet I'm not saying that that's wrong because technically if your feet are going to be standing somewhere and it's cold, you want to make sure that that's layered up because that's going to be the thing that's going to be touching the ground the most mm. for the longest period of time. That's well, that, go on. according to uh, Google, um, conduction, <clears throat> heat transfer takes place between objects by direct contact. Yeah convection the heat transfer takes within the fluid yeah and there's one more right radiation radiation heat transfer occurs through electromagnetic waves without involving particles there you go yeah so conduction and (laughs) so the reason why i speak about that is because i always find it hilarious when I see someone wearing sweatpants, a coat, a scarf, and like flip-flops. What are you doing? Dude, I've seen people wear fucking shorts, a North Face, 
Tim's and a hat. Or shorts. With shorts. For whatever reason, people think that they're, I mean, who knows? My body runs different. Yeah. I the only thing I'll say about the shorts is if I'm running to the gym from the gym, five minute walk, and I just walked out, I'll put my coat on. I'm in shorts. I'm not wearing Tim's, but I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing sneakers. So I've just walked out my shorts and t-shirt and I'll put the jacket on and I'll, I'll go home, whatever. But that's um yeah, I haven't seen anyone in their Tim's in shorts. That's that's something that's I mean, I see you that seen, but... all the time. Dave, you're probably the one doing it. You're probably the one leading the charge. In my hood, man. <laughs> the Tim's on and nothing. I'll never forget when Greg had the Tim's on. It was like, yeah. What is it? No. Who put that meme? Oh, that's funny. Well, that's how you know a trainer is from New York when they're wearing Tim's or something. You ever seen that? Mm-hmm. No, Jacques. <laughs> yeah, all right. All let's right. wrap this thing. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Um, please check this episode out not only on our Spotify the Apple Music platform for podcasts but also our YouTube uh, and be sure to slide into our DMs if you have any thoughts suggestions on the trainer feed but thanks for listening guys we'll catch you on the next one bye peace